Okay, let's start, start our discussion of Parshas Vayakel and Pekudei, Tavshin Ayin Zayin. We'll also have one thought at the end, uh, Parshas Achodesh Pesach related. Uh, but first we start off with the last two Parshas here in Sefer Shmos. Scheduling note, by the next week there'll be, uh, a regular Parsha Shir, uh, Vayikra, and then the following week, instead of Parsha Sav, we'll have the Haggadah Shir. That'll be in uh, two weeks, probably the Monday before, uh, which will be a week before, um, a week before Yantif. Okay, but either way, tonight we have Vayakab Akude, and Brother Shem next week will be uh, Parshashir as well on, on Vayikra. So here we go. From the beginning, Vayakel, Parshas Vayakel, we know we have the repeat over 200 psukim repeated, uh, that we've discussed already somewhat. Truman Tetzave, we have Vayakel and Pekude. And the parasha starts off, Vayakel Moshe has called Aspenei Yisrael, Vayomer Aleihem. Moshe gathers all the Jews, says to them, Eila Hadvar Mesher Tziva Hashem Laso Sosam. These are the things that Hashem commanded you. And we again have Shabbos, and we have the Mishkan. We've spoken in the past, not for now. We have Shabbos and the Mishkan linked uh, earlier as well. That's the source for the Malachas and the Mishkan, right? Whatever they did in the Mishkan, we're not allowed to do on Shabbos. That is mentioned in Kisisa, and that's also mentioned here. Uh, that's from the Tzav and Kisisa, and also, also mentioned here in Vayakob Bakudeh. But obviously, most of Vayakob Bakudeh is all about the Mishkan and the Kalim and the Begadim, as we have repeated. Why is it all repeated? We've discussed that also in the past. Uh, but we will focus now on the first two, first Pasuk. First Pasuk, we'll start off with. So, Vayakal Moshe gathers everyone and says to them, Eila Hadvarim. Says the Reisha Rav, says the Hadrash Vahayun, as follows. Kedem Nimsu Chachamim. In the earlier days, there were wise men. Asher Samu There were many that put their focus on the actions of mitzvahs. Vechashvu ki they did not. There were those that really put their minds away from the action, and they said that the Iker, the most important thing, is what you think about, and what you focus on. The action is somewhat secondary. You have to focus and think and be machavein. That's the Iker, the emotional element. If somebody purifies their thoughts and focuses their heart, and if somebody thinks about the secrets of the mitzvah and the effects of the mitzvah in Shemayim, that would be unbelievable. Even if I don't actually end up doing the mitzvah. But if I think about it and I focus and I try... Ki Rachmana Libaboy. As Chazal say, Hashem is interested in your heart. The Torah is interested in your heart, and therefore that is what is focused on. Says the Drash Vahayin, says Rabbi Lewin, no way. That's not what we believe. Vizeo Amnam Oreach Ra, that is a uninvited guest. Shemeharoilis Rachig Mimanu, that we have to stay away from. Kiya Machshava Lavada, Bulikiya Mamitsus Bafoal. We could have beautiful Machshavas. But if we don't actually do the mitzvah, then we're missing the ikr. The kavana adds, the kavana uh, makes it beautiful, the kavana uh, helps, but the kavana has to be understood as secondary to the mitzvah. The ma'isa mitzvah is what Hashem commands. Lo tovel v'lo tovel la'sa'adam l'tachlas anirza. V'im amnam ki l'famim gam ba'machshava l'vadam o'elas. You know when machshava helps by itself? 
If I couldn't do it, I want to do the mitzvah, but I'm ne'enas, I want to buy a lulav and esrog, I don't have enough money to buy a lulav and esrog. So Hashem could say, you know what? It's as if you did it. Ki'ilu avad. I'll give you credit. As the Gemara says at the beginning of Brachas, Chashav Adam Lasos Mitzvah V'Ne'enas Ma'ale Alav Akasav Ki'ilu Asa'ah. Right, the Pasuk refer the Torah considers it as if you did it. V'Chein Amru Machshav Tova Kashbarachon Nisrevel Ma'isa Machshav Tova. Ava, but if a person chooses to only think about it and focus on it and prepare for it. But I don't end up doing it properly. People might have thought maybe in, in uh, decades ago when it was very hard to keep Shabbos. I love Shabbos. I, I really love Shabbos. And I'll think about Shemir Shabbos. But I can't actually, you know, be Shomer Shabbos right now. Or Kashrus. Or whatever it is. No, it doesn't work. Can't be. Can't be that we just focus on the machshava, and then adds the drashva in before he gets back to putting it into our pasuk. He adds there's an added benefit by what the Torah does, and that is the fact that the ikar is the ma'isa, not the machshava. Because if it was all about my sub- sublime, amazing thought, then that really wouldn't be open for every Jew. Because not every Jew can have such amazing kavanas. Second paragraph. If we go like the opinion quoted, all these certain people, smart geniuses or very wise people, can have the proper kavana. And they could, th- they could philosophize and they could think about all of the esoteric elements of the mitzvah. But most of us, most of us simple Jews, you know, it's hard for us to have the perfect kavana about thinking about the uh, amazing effects in Shamayim that the mitzvah has and the secrets of the mitzvah. Then I'm done. I'm finished. Then I won't be able to do half the mitzvos if the ikar is the kavana. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by making the maisa first and foremost and the kavana just being added, obviously, we do things with kavana, it's added, it's a different mitzvah, but... Because the ikr is the action, without thinking about all the deep esoteric elements, so then it's open to all. So then it's open to all, and that's what he even says is alluded to in the last psukim, last few psukim in Sefer Kohelis. The wisest of all men. Shlomo says, line 30, line 30. Sof davar akol nishma. Everything, what's going to be heard? Esalokim yereves mosof shemar kizeh kol ha'adam. So we usually translate that to mean, because that is the ikr of what, what's here at Shemayim? Zeh kol ha'adam. This is, this is the most important thing that man has. Says the Joshua Ian, maybe there's a deeper idea here in the Psukim. We shouldn't think it's all about the thoughts. We have to do the action. Right? What does the Psukim say? 
Hakol nishmes haklim yiravis mizosav shemar. Yes, fear Hashem, but do the mitzvos. Why? Kizeh kol ha'adam. Because this idea that the mice is the most important, everybody could do it. Kizeh kol ha'adam. Every single person out there. Every single Jew. It doesn't matter my IQ. Doesn't matter my intellectual level and the depths of my thinking. I could do the mitzvah. I could shake a lulav. I could hear the shofar. I could follow through, and that's why it's open to all. Says the Drashvaha Now we could understand the pasuk at the beginning of our parsha. Vayakel Moshe as koladas bnei Yisrael. Moshe gathers all the Jews, the whole congregation. Moshe as kala edav as kulam ba'in hevdel be'in hevdel fedus. They all come without any differentiation. Why? Next passage, what did he say to them? Because mitzvahs are about the Asiyah. Mitzvahs are, again, he's not saying the Kavana is not important, but it's not most important. And the most important is fulfilling the mitzvah itself. And then he just adds, maybe that's even a deeper idea of a Yerushalmi in Mesech Shabbos. Where the Yerushalmi says, based on the Pasuk in Dvarim, Hashem will remove all sickness from you. What does Rayon there mean? So Rayon elsewhere, with an Aleph in other Mishnayis, means the carbon Re'iya. Right, that's with an Aleph, but this is Rayon with an Ayin. So what's Rayon? Rayon, the thoughts. That's a sickness. If we focus only on thoughts and not on the Maisa, that's the Choli that's being referred to, he suggests, in the Yerushalmi. Whether one a person is not Nanas. Maisa built in I can do whatever I want. I just think. Right? Other religions believe in that. Other religions might believe that as long as you think positive and you think repentance, that's all. You don't have to do anything. I don't know. We paskin, you know, we have to do, we have to follow through. And that's what he says, the lo rayon hiya iker, rakhamaisa, and that's alluded to in the first pasuk of our parsha. Moshe gathers all, ela advarim, asher tziva shem, la asos osam, to do them. Okay, moving right along. We get into now the next Pasuk. Pasuk tells us, as we mentioned, Shabbos. Six days work shall be done. As is pointed out, Yom Kippur is not only the only day called Shabbos Shabbason, Shabbos is called Shabbos Shabbason. And we've discussed that the, uh, the passive verb is used in the Pasik, not six days you shall do work, six days work shall be done. We have to view that as much as we, we've pushed ourselves in our parnasa, ultimately it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu that's giving it to us. Whoever does malacha on this day, you must, he is chayiv misa. Says Rashi, what, I know this already, from other contexts, why does the Torah have to repeat Shabbos here and repeat the death penalty? For Chilol Shabbos, says Rashi, Hiktim lahem ashara Shabbos l'tzivu melechas ha'mishkan. The ashara of Shabbos is repeated here before the melecha of the mishkan. Lomar she'eno docha es ha'Shabbos to remind me or to teach me that 
Binyan Amishkan is not Docha Shabbos. That's why in the Torah, you first have Shabbos juxtaposed before the Mishkan. That's Rashi. Parenthetically, not for now, parenthetically, we mentioned in past years the Meshachachma, who pointed out that in Kisisa, is the opposite. Shumen Tetzaveh talk about the Mishkan, and then Shabbos. And then we have the Egel, and here we have Shabbos before the Mishkan. Meshachachma discusses, maybe something changed before and after the the Chet uh, Egel. But either way, that's not our focus right now. Our question, though, is generally, Rashi quotes that, you know, Shabbos is... is um, is not pushed aside for Binyan Mishkan. Ask the Azayim Latar, ask Rav Saratskin. We haven't visited him in a uh, in a couple of weeks. Says Rav Saratskin, V'la mektim kan l'asir ala Shabbos. V'nir ali. What is the Havamina? Why we would have thought that Binyan Mishkan is Docha Shabbos? After all, Shabbos. Shabbos is huge. Shabbos is one of the tenets. Shabbos, we discussed Shabbos at length in last week's Parsha. All the thoughts that we had about Vashamru. Shabbos is defining. Shabbos is the os. Why would I have thought? Hashem gives a lot of mitzvahs. Why would I have thought that Binyan Mishkan would be Docha Shabbos? Where we don't have this limud by most other mitzvahs. Yes, it's a national mitzvah. Yes, it's very important. Vyasuli Mikdash. But you don't have this by other. You have it by a few. By a few mitzvahs in the Torah you have. No, no, don't push off Shabbos. Where else do we have this? Parshas Kedoshim. Keep another aim. Ishimova Tishmoru. If my parent tells me to violate Shabbos Chasvashalom, I can't listen to them. So that's another one where Chazal have to say, don't think you're going to listen to your parent if they tell you to do uh, violate Shabbos, do any avera, you're not allowed to. Okay, and we can explain there why there's a havamina because keep another aim. But here, why is there a havamina? This is a mitzvah like other mitzvahs, isn't it? Says the Azayim Latorah. Venerally, line three. Alpimashi is kainu b'makom acher. As I've written elsewhere. Shabbos and the Mishkan have a common goal. Shabbos and the Mishkan combine to sanctify us, to uplift us, to shape who we are. Shabbos and the Mishkan. But they do it in different ways. Shabbos is Kedushas Hazman, while the Mishkan is Kedushas HaMakom. Shashabbos hi Kedushas Hazman, shebo anu shochachim olam, umilu o. On Shabbos we forget about the world. V'yoskim b'torah v'mitzvosum kachem b'zishmos seinu b'kedushas Hazman. We try to put ourselves in a different world. Sometimes we just want to empty our brain. We feel we have so many things, sometimes we're lying down, we're going to sleep. And we have like, we're thinking about so much, we just wish we could like, Empty our brain a little bit so we can fall asleep. So that's Shabbos. Shabbos allows us to fill our brain with Kedusha. Fill our lives. Kedusha Sazman. And then we have the Mishkan. Lu'umazos ha-Mishkan v'ha-Mikdashim Kedusha Sazman. Shahachote shenifkabanishmaso. Bo'el ha-Kodesh u'makachu matara. I did something wrong. I come to the base of Mikdash. I bring a carbon. But it's also just being there, being inspired by the Kohanim that helped me bring me back. So we have Kedushas HaMakom and Kedushas Hazman. Which was given to us first? Which came first? Kedushas Hazman. Right? Day 7 of creation. Right? When creation started, we have Shabbos. Shabbos. 
We even received Kedushas Hazman before Maiman Arsinai. We received it in Mara. That's why some suggest the Torah Tamim has in one place. That's why on Yantif, question that many are bothered by, many of us are bothered by, when we have Yantif, Shimon Asrei, and at Shabbos, we add in one word, Biahava. Why are we adding the Biahava? So the Torah Tamim said, oh, because we got it, but it wasn't Kafalam Harkagigas. It wasn't, it wasn't get forced upon us by Maman Arsina, it was given to us Biahava. Okay. But either way, Shabbos came before the Mishkan. So first we were commanded about Klusha Zazman, then, now, we're commanded about Klusha Zamakom. Hashem says, al hadas. Maybe one might have a Havamina and think, well, maybe this is a substitute. We first had Klusha Zazman, and today we have Klusha Zamakom. If we have Klusha Zamakom, maybe we could forego Klusha Zazman. We have Klusha Zamakom. Shemeata ain't sarach od Klusha Zazman. Acharei, since she'efshal lekadosh ulatahiras haneshama, afilu b'cholim mosa shavua b'makom hakadosh. Every day of the week, I could use the base of mikdash, so or the mishkan. So shouldn't we say the mishkan is doche? I'm creating a makom that could be makadosh klal yisrael. That's the purpose of Shabbos. So maybe I should be able to do this even on Shabbos. Klushas hamakom taking the place of klushas asman lefichach. That's why ba kanagdama sheklushas hamakom ba rakbatur hosafa leklushas asman. No, no, no. Mishkan is an addition to Shabbos. Avolo levatel chas v'shalom leklushas hashabbos, not chas v'shalom to mevatel. V'nina Torah tamlaze, and the Torah says shashabbosi bechomosh vosechem. Klushas Hamakom is limited, it's only Bizman HaMikdash. And that's why the Torah has to go out of its way specifically here to tell us that Shabbos is not pushed aside by Binyan HaMishkan. We have next to each other, together, Klushas Hamakom and Klushas Hazman. Okay. Moving right along. Again, a number of uh, Svarim that we haven't looked at in a couple of weeks. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we have the chance to, to get back. So, again, let's review these psukim that we have just read. Moshe Rabbeinu gathers the entire Jewish people and says to them the following. He talks to, tells them about Shabbos. And then, Pasuk Dalet, Vayomer Moshe Elokal Adas Bnei Yisrael Lemar, Zadav Asher Tziv Hashem Lemar. Moshe tells all Bnei Yisrael, and then he starts going through, goes through the whole Mishkan. So it's clear from the psukim that Moshe Rabbeinu told these mitzvos, Shabbos and the Mishkan, to all of Klai Yisrael. All of Klai Yisrael. Says the Ber Yosef, Ber Yosef Misalant. This is unusual. This is not the normal way that the Torah was transmitted. We know the Gemara tells us in Meseches Erevin, on Daf Nun Dalet, the Gemara tells us, on the third line there in the Ber Yosef, he quotes the Gemara, Ketzah say there, Mishnah, how did Moshe Rabbeinu transmit the Torah after he received it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Everybody had to learn it four times. Because that's how we, the Chazal assume, the beginning of Havana is when we learn something four times. That's when we start getting a, an inkling into what an idea, what a text means. When we learn it, Halavai once. Okay, let's, let's, let's shoot for the stars. Twice, three times, four times. Four, the, the same daf in the, in Erevin there talks about Rabbi Prader. Remember the story? He taught the student four hundred times. And then another four hundred times. It's all fours. Four. That's why the Misora is the Vilna Shas has four lines of Rashi on top in wide before it gets skinny. Every Dafin Shas, there are four wide lines of Rashi on top. It's an allusion to learning something, learning something four times. So anyway, everybody's learning it four times, but how is it done? 
How is it done? Explains the Be'er, explains the Gemara. Moshe learns it from Agadish Baruch Hu. Nichnas Aaron v'shanala Moshe Pirko. Aaron comes in. Moshe teaches it to Aaron. Number one. Nistalag Aaron v'yashalot v'shanala Moshe. Aaron goes to the side. And Nichnas Ubanav. Aaron's sons come in. V'shanala had Moshe Pirko. And Moshe teaches it a second time. He teaches it to Aaron. Then he teaches it to Aaron's sons with Aaron listening too. Nistal Kubanov, Elazar Yashalodi, Mim Moshe V. Samarlusval Aaron. Right, his sons are there to the side, and then Moshe teaches it again to the Zakanim. Nehru Zakanim, Shalom Moshe Pirkan. The Zakanim then move over. Again, everybody's still there. And then the rest of Klai Yisrael come in, and Moshe teaches it to them, and then Moshe leaves. And then Aaron teaches it to them. And then Aaron leaves. And then the sons of Aaron teach it. And then they leave. This is how it's done. Why is it done that way? The greatest way of learning is by teaching. That's why the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu forces everybody to teach, not just to learn, because that's the greatest uh, litmus test of whether I really got it is when I when I uh, have to give it over. And then the Gemara says, to give covet to them. But either way, Lamaisa, this is how it was done. So ask the Ber Yosef, but it's clear from our psukim that it was not done this way in this week's parsha. Moshe went straight, sounds like. Moshe gathered everybody and said, here it is. Here's Shabbos and here's the Mishkan. Why do these halachos, why were these halachos transmitted in a different way. Line 20, the Khan Kasu Vayakal Moshe is called Aspana Yisrael, Shehikalas Kulamit Biachad Bipamachas. Why was this? And also at the end, Vayetsu called Aspana Yisomi Lifne Moshe, Mashma Mizashimafurish, Shkan Loman and Kulam Yachad, Kol Arba Pa'amim. He, the he, Moshe Rabbeinu did it. Why is this? So, two answers. One for Shabbos and one for Mishkan. Really, one for each. So, he quotes the, uh, first. It's a Medrash. A medrash that I think we have spoken about before. Line 31. It's a Yalkut. The tour quotes this medrash in Hilcha Shabbos. Barabuseinu ba'ale agada omrim. Bitchilas ha-Torah sofa ein ba-parsha shenem ra-barosha vayakel. Elazos bilvad. The only parsha that starts off with vayakel and he gathered is this parsha. Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What did Hashem say to Moshe? Asei l'cha kihilos g'dolos v'jirosh l'fneim barabim Hilcha Shabbos. The Medrash says, you know why Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them? Because he was teaching them what you're supposed to do on Shabbos afternoon. The source for the rabbi's shear on Shabbos afternoon goes back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu gathered everybody and taught them Hilcha Shabbos. Forevermore, we have to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. Specifically, it talks about halacha, right? That has to be some halacha uh, connected to it. The Medrash seems to say, but again, any type of of, uh, of Torah is uh, somewhat of a kiyam of this Medrash. So says the Ber Yosef, well, maybe that's why Shabbos had to be given by Moshe Rabbeinu directly, because Moshe is laying the groundwork for what we're supposed to be spending our time on, on Shabbos. The gathering in groups to hear Torah on Shabbos, right? That's the day we all, that we're all off and we have to be on in a different way. And therefore, 
That is why Shabbos was given uh, in this fashion and not as the usual fashion. Second column, But what about the Mishkan? The Mishkan we still don't know. Why by the Mishkan does it have to be uh, only by Moshe Rabbeinu? Ulam, Gam Kishar Malam Al-Tibi HaMishkan. Never come Gam Kim, but your Moshe will call it Aspen Yisrael. So why does it have to be all biyachad? But Tzarek was that time. So he says on line 11, V'hinei B'Seder Tetzaveh. If we look back in Tetzaveh, we know Vayakab HaKudeh is all about it was done. We mentioned seven or eight years ago Rav Palm's unbelievable thought about why we have these two parashios repeated over 200 psukim, don't we know it all? Rapam says, no, there's a huge chiddish. Shrumet tetzaveh, do, 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 do. V'yasisa, v'yasisa, v'yasisa. V'yakab akudeh, v'asu, 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 they did it. Their plans were brought to fruition. How many times do we have plans in life that we don't bring to fruition? The chiddish of v'yakab akudeh is that they did exactly what they were planning to do. That's Rapam. But we find over and over again, do. But, the Ber Yosef points out, we find often in Tetzaveh and Truma, Vi'ata. Vi'at, what's the first word of Tetzaveh? Vi'ata Tetzaveh, Espenei Yisrael. Vi'ata Hakrevi Lechazaran Achicha. Vi'ata Tetzaveh Kochachimilev. So we see Hashem is emphasizing to Moshe Rabbeinu that he's supposed to do it himself. But still the question is why? Now we understand why Moshe did it. He got it from the language. Right? Hakrev Tetzaveh. Right? So why is it, why is the focus on Moshe Rabbeinu? Says the Bar Yosef turning over. Vihine. Next page. Afsha Kalatar Kulo Lime Moshe Batsmal Yisrael. Moshe told the whole Torah to call Yisrael. So why the emphasis of Yatah here? Elanira Damash Mahamashbasi Khan Ba Lamaid Shalodaisha Yomala Moshe Rakpamri Shona. Not, this is emphasizing that you shouldn't just do it once like the rest of the Torah. All four. Why? So now we have to skip down twenty-eight. Well, let's think about this, says the Bear Yosef. What's the content? Make begadim for the Kohanim. Make the Kalim that the Kohanim are going to use. It's all going to be focused on the Kohanim. Is that the most appropriate? That the Kohanim should be telling the rest of Klai Yisrael, make this stuff for us. Smacks a little bit of gaiva. Smacks a little bit of inappropriateness. Hashem said, Moshe, you take this one. You take this one. Nobody should think otherwise. They shouldn't feel otherwise. Look at the content of what's being said and that will help us understand. Generally, and you think about it, what did the Gemara say? Why usually did Moshe not say it each time? Because it gives covet to Aaron to be able to say it. And it gives covet to his sons. Here the whole thing is giving covet to Aaron. You don't need them to talk about it. So number one, it itself is inherently giving them covet. And number two, it's a little inappropriate. Says the Ber Yosef, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu did it himself in all these cases. Line 11 on the next column. But make for us clothing. No, make for us clothing. That shouldn't be. 
and therefore it wasn't said by him, right? Make for us oil, make for us clothing, right? Mimida later on in the in the piece, Mimidas Anvisanuso, right? It's Anava. And therefore it was said by Moshe Rabbeinu directly and not by Aaron and not by his sons. Okay. Moving right along, one more thought on the beginning of the parsha, and then we get towards the uh a little bit later. One more thought on Shabbos. It's a famous story, but uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it in this context, so we'll quote it here. The Pidinia Torah quotes a Pasuk, quotes a story about the Chavetz Chaim. On the Pasuk, Do not light fire anywhere on Shabbos. This Pasuk is actually, has a lot to say, Chazal have a lot to say about this Pasuk. Right? This is the one of only two malachas that are mentioned by Ferris in the Torah. Right, the Torah says, don't do any malacha in the Aserah Sedibris. doesn't say anywhere in the Torah, don't plow, don't plant, don't uh, clean, don't shech. No, for some reason, why? why the Torah singles out fire. Don't light fire on Shabbos. And, and elsewhere. Also discussed, the, the, well, this is one of the Differences between the Stukim and the Prushim. The Stukim believed you were not allowed to have any hot food on Shabbos. That is why some Rishonim say, the Balamar writes this, and the Ran, the Ramah quotes it, in Ilcha Shabbos, if somebody, Bedafka, never has hot food on Shabbos, you have to be worried they might be a Stuki. They might be somebody who, who quotes, takes this positive literally. We don't hold that way. We hold, Los Savaru means don't light a fire, but you're allowed to have a fire. So there's a lot to say about this Pasuk, Los Savaru Eish but the Chavetz Chaim has the following story. One time there was a student in his yeshiva that he heard that he smoked on Shabbos. He was smoking on Shabbos. In the days of the Chavetz Chaim, they did not know yet any of the health issues regarding smoking. My father likes to point out, but the Chavetz Chaim still answered it. Why? Bittel Torah. In those days, you had to like take time to roll up, put the tobacco in, and to roll the whole thing up. It took a lot of time out of learning. So the Chavetz Chaim Asik was a bit of Torah, even before he knew. The Pnei Yeshua, in the, in the earlier days, they thought it was healthy. The Pnei Yeshua talks about it. So either way. So somebody was smoking, but it was on Shabbos. Smoking on Shabbos, that's not good. That's more than Bittal Torah. That's Chilol Shabbos. So you heard about it. So Vanasim is a Raj Gadol. Unbelievable. And Radin, there was somebody who was smoking. Bo the Chavetz Chaim, they called him to go to the Chavetz Chaim. They, right? What, what are we going to do with this uh, with this uh, this boy who's who's uh, who's smoking on Shabbos? Should we throw him out? The Chavetz Chaim says, "Bring him to me." His min Chavetz Chaim is a bacher lechedro. V'dibar imo kamadakot. He spoke to him for a few minutes. Bacher yatsem yechedro shalarav. Ten minutes inside with the Chavetz Chaim, he walked out. The boy was crying, and he never had a problem with Ilkha Shabbos for the rest of his life. That's the story. Nobody knew what the Chafetz Chaim said. What did he say? What could he have told the, this boy? Could he have screamed at him? If you smoke again, you are going to burn for so many centuries. I mean, what did he tell him? That he was... Nishar Sasum Rav. So the story is quoted in a few places, but here it's quoted... Source number seven now. Lachar Shanim, Sipar Echad HaRabbanim HaChashuvim, one of the great rabbis of the generation, was telling over the story in front of its Sibur, and he says, Chaval Ma'od, Shal Sha'alnu Es HaBachar, too bad nobody ever asked the boy what the Chavaz Chaim said to him. Maybe we could use that to uh, be makari of those who are not yet uh, familiar with the beauty of Shabbos. 
And after this rough finish, the drasha, everybody piles out of the shul, and there's one man sitting in the back of the shul that's crying. One man. Rabbi goes over and says, what's that, you okay? You okay? He says, yeah, yeah, well, what? He says, you told over that story about the Chafetz Chaim. I'm the boy. I'm the boy. He's like, what, you're the boy? So you tell me, what did the Chafetz Chaim do? What did he say? Oh, tell me what he said. He took my hand and he held it warmly in both his hands. He looked into my eyes with tremendous love and compassion. And he started to cry. The Lomar, Oi, Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh. With a love. With a, with a hug. With a, with chemla. With compassion. Crying it and not screaming it, chas v'shalom. He didn't say a word. He just cried, looking me in the eye and saying, Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh. The cries of the Chavetz Chaim went to my core, went to my neshama. I felt the electricity just going through my body. And I realized that there was no way that I was going to continue doing that. And that's why I've been who I am. It was the love. It was the caring. It was the warmth. Right? Nobody ever became closer to Hashem or Judaism by being screamed at. The way that we have to do it, as the Chazonish writes in Yeridea, Ba'avosos Ha'ahava, with ropes of love. Ropes of love, that's what the Chavaz Chaim also did. Ropes of love, right? Crying with a person, bringing him up, and that's the story. Okay, so we have the Continuation now of the Tzivui, where Parshas Vayakel goes through all of the all of the uh, materials that were brought, and then the Davis Bitzalel comes and is in charge, and he takes all the materials he and Ahaliyav, and they take it in front of Moshe, and towards the end of Perek Lamid Hey Pasik Chaf says the. Says the Pasik, actually, no, this is before, I'm sorry. It was not, not so late, right before Shani. Pasik, right before Shani, in Vayakel. They brought everything, and then they left. Vayetsu, they brought everything to Moshe, and then they left. Question. What do you need those last two words in the Pasik for? Vayetsu, Yisrael, Moshe. Obviously, they brought it to Moshe, then they left. From in front of Moshe. Milifne Moshe. Who else would they have leave, leave from if they brought it to Moshe? Ask the Arachayim HaKadosh. You know, what, what do those two words teach me? Source number eight, the Arachayim HaKadosh is quoted. Maybe it means, me lifnei Moshe, when you leave a great person or a holy place, we always walk backwards. Right? You leave the Kotel, you leave a, a shul, so as you, you walk out backwards. You don't want to put your back to the, to the Makam Kadosh. So that, maybe that's what it means. Vayetsu mi lifnei, from in front of Moshe. They walked out backwards. Moshe Rabbeinu. You want to take every second that we can we can look at him. We discussed that in last week also. Seeing the face. So that's number one. 
maybe they left Milaf Moshe. Number one. Odu Matari, the second answer given by the Arachayim HaKadosh, the Bnei Chashashu, Shema Moshe Shahaya Ashir, maybe Moshe, who was such a rich person, would go and quickly give all the Nadavas himself. They wanted to quickly make sure that they were able to, to, uh, to, to bring it. I'm sorry, this, this is the Pasuk. I'm sorry, I, maybe I misspoke before. After Moshe Abedo tells them everything they need, they heard it, and now they left Moshe to go bring it. Right, so what, of course, number one, they left backwards. Number two, maybe they thought Moshe was going to do it all himself. They wanted to keep their eye on Moshe Rabbeinu. They wanted to keep on, no, Moshe, Moshe, you told us, we want to, we want to do it. But then the Darkei Musar here of Naiman quotes the Saba from Kel that gives another answer. When they left me Lifne Moshe, they took Moshe with them. They didn't leave. They left. They didn't just leave. They left Moshe. When they left, you could tell they had been by Moshe. Even after they left, it was clear that they learned from Moshe. Like we know, Yosef Atzadik, Dmus Diokno Shel Aviv, was in the window. He was Milafne Yaakov. He was always known. As someone who Yaakov Avinu was with. Vizelim and Gadol and Talmidim and Daki Musar was giving this as a drasha, right at the end. By Yaakov Akudi is at the end of the Zman, before Ben Azmanim. So he says, you have to leave the base Medrash, you have to leave the Yeshiva, Milafneha Yeshiva. It has to be Nikar during the time that we're not in Yeshiva, that we are B'nai Torah as well. And that's what the Gemara says in Yoma. So, Pevav, he quotes one of the, again, we mentioned this, I think, last week. That the name of God should become beloved through your actions. We should learn. We have to act like mentioned and we have to be B'nai Torah and make a Kiddush Hashem. What's the goal of our life? People should look at us and say, Ashrei Aviv Shalimdo Torah. Ashrei Rabo. He's got a great, he's got great educators. His father, his parents, his Rebbe, that's the greatest, the greatest level that we can reach. Ploni, Shalama Torah, Ru, Kama Noim Drachav, Kama Misukanim Maisav. Right, and now, if you can label that, label a person like that, that they're still their Rebbe, their parent, that's what happened here in Milifne Moshe. They didn't just leave Moshe where he was, they left and they took a little bit of Moshe Rabbeinu with them. He even adds to this the Dubna Magid on Parshas Masay. Parshas Masay, the Pasuk at the beginning of Masay quotes, Ela B'nei Yisrael, Elu Masay B'nei Yisrael, Ve'yichtov Moshe Tzmotzoyhem L'masayhem, Ve'elu Masayhem L'motzoyhem. Beginning of Masay, the end of Bamidbar, it says Moshe wrote down where they came from, L'masayhem, all of their travels, Ve'ela Masayhem L'motzoyhem. And asked the Dubna Magid earlier. The, the Klayakar also asks it 200 years before the Dubna Magid. But asked the, the Dubna Magid, why does it first say, Moshe wrote, Motsa'ehem Lamasehem. And then it says, these are the Masehem Lamasehem. Why the switch in order? So Dubna Magid gives a mashal. Mashal la'af shayilu ben yachid, his father had an only child. His wife died, he became a widower. Again, it's all a mashal. He marries another woman. 
that was not interested in being nice to the son of the first marriage. Asher Haisam Mitzaeris Tadir as Binohachorek, her stepson, she was not so uh, not nice to. Tsar Gadol Hayala Abin Amotos Right, the father was was very upset at the situation, and he couldn't wait until the son would get old enough and he'd be able to marry him off. Sure enough, he gets older. Yamim Avru, Yamim Chalfu, Aben Yagil Apirko, the son becomes of age, and on the day of the wedding, the father takes the son in a wagon and they start going to the wedding. Start going to the wedding, and they're both very excited. Both very excited. They both asked. The father and the son asked the wagon driver. Are we almost there? How much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? And the son asked. How long have we been in the wagon for? Similar question. But it's different. How much longer until we get there? How long have we been in the wagon? One is focused on the place where they were going. That's the focus. That's the goal. I want to marry off my son. And one is focused on where he came from. How far away am I from the person who made my life miserable? How far am I away? There could be different focuses. It depends. The father's looking forward and the son's looking back. And says the Dumna Magid, Moshe Rabbeinu recognized, he realized what Eretz, he was told by Gadish Baruch Hu, but Eretz Yisrael, he recognized the value of Eretz Yisrael as he davened so hard he wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael so badly. So the Iker is, Motsoyahem, Lamasayahem. To where they're going. Kla Yisrael, they weren't on that level yet. But they were very happy to be Adam and Shrayim. So that's why it says, When you go somewhere, when you go out, is the focus just the forward or is the focus also the back? It depends. What does what our Pasuk say? Moshe. They always took where they came from with them. They didn't want to forget it, that focus on where they were going. Later on, Rahman al-Islan, Katina Kabarek Mibesa Sefer by Harsinai. They ran away. But the goal of life is to take our wonderful experiences with us. And the places that we want to go to, to look forward to that, but we always have to make sure it doesn't evaporate before it can help shape us uh, into, into who we are. Okay, moving right along. Now we get to Paraglamid Hay. So Paraglamid Hay. As uh, as we uh, continue, I'm sorry. As we continue in uh, the, uh, the continuation, I'm sorry. It was mis- mislabeled on the top of this chumash. Says the uh, says the Torah. So once Moshe Rabbeinu gave the command, and they gathered all of the all of the uh, raw materials. So Moshe Rabbeinu gives it to Bitzalel. Gives it to Bitzalel. He's the man. Right, and we say Bitzalel Bitzel Kel. In the shadow of God, Betzalel knew. He had the vision. He had the insight into building the Mishkan. He knew all the Ruach Elohim, figured everything out, that he was able to, to build the Mishkan. There's a very interesting and intriguing Gemara. The Gemara, the Mesechah's Brachas in the last parak on Dafnun Hay. Says the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, there are three things that Hashem Himself announces. 
Meaning, what does that mean? It means Hashem's in charge of directly these three things. Ve'eluhein, ra'av, famine, sova, plentiful, uparnastov, and good leaders. How do you know each one? Rav dechsev kikar Hashem la rav. Sova dechsev ekarasi el adagan verbesi oso. Right, Hashem dafka parnas tov. B'tzalem. Vayomer Hashem al Moshe leimar re'e karasi b'shem b'tzalem. So Hashem is directly in charge of famine, in charge of plenty, and in charge of good leaders. Fine. That's what the Gemara says. Asks the Eila Hadvarim of Schlesinger. I understand that Hashem is in charge of famine. That's a pretty extreme situation. Hashem makes it, makes there be a famine. I understand if there's plenty, the other extreme. So much plenty in a country, Kodesh Baruch is also going to be in charge of that. But great leaders, even if you want to tell me that great leaders is in the Yad Hashem, Yad HaMelech, Leva Melech, Yad Hashem, B'tzalel's the one that you're going to choose. He's the leader. How long was he a leader for? Was he even a leader? Okay, he did the Mishkan. Okay, you, you're right, you found a Pasuk that says it. But there's got to be something about Betzalel. Why does the Gemara choose him as a Parnas Tov? What is it about Betzalel that all Jewish leaders can learn? Right? Why does the Gemara pick Betzalel as the example of Parnas Tov? Right, it says the El Adram, Right, Hachraza reflects something that is unusual. Achraza reflects something that is unusual, something that is significant, and achana. We understand the first two, Rav and Sova. But what about Parnas? What is unique about Bitsala? Good. And then he says, even what is unique about it? And then he says afterward on the bottom, and he was so, so he was just temporary. He wasn't even for a long time. Usually we think of a, of a, of a leader as somebody who gives tochacha, somebody who's a mashpia, someone who's a teacher, somebody who leads. What did Pesalo do here? He didn't do any of those. He just built a mishkan. It's great that he built a mishkan. But why is, why is he, uh, called upon by the Med, by the Gemara to be the leader? Says the Ela Hadvarim, he's quoting someone here, but he says, maybe the secret is, what does the Gemara say here? What does the Pasuk say here? B'tzala was the leader, but then the Pasuk adds on, Lamed Dalid, Ula Horos Nasan Balibo, who? The Ahaliyah ben Achisamach Lamatedan. B'tzalel had a partner. B'tzalel didn't do it alone. He had somebody with him. The Medrash tells us. Medrash on the top of the page is also quoted. I'll read the whole thing because he quotes it earlier on line five in this source. Amr Levi Mishem Rabbi Chanina. Atamotze Kishanasa Hamishkan Shnei Shvatim Ayushutafen B'Malachtan. Two Shvatim joined. Shifto shall Yehuda b'tzalel, shifto shall Don ahliyah ben achisamach. V'chein b'melechaz beis ha'migdash, ben isha almana b'mnoz Don v'shlomo ben Don v'lamati Yehuda. We discussed that in Navi Shir, uh, in Sefer Malachim, uh, regarding the binyan ha beis ha'migdash. But either way, what's important for us is, b'tzalel wasn't the leader by himself. You know what we can learn from this? 
Mivchana Musari Shel Ha'adam. What is the litmus test to see if a leader is doing it L'Shem Shamayim or he's doing it for a little bit his own covetu? Because he likes to be the king. He likes to be the president. He likes to be the captain. How do you know if somebody else wants to take some of the pedestal, some of the platform also? Is there going to be a Pchisus covered? If I'm, am I going to feel bad? It's me! I'm the one in charge! Yes, there are other Chazals that talk about you should always have one person in charge and not two. But let's say there's one in charge, but he's always looking for help and he's open to it. And he'll give them the credit also. That's the best way to know that they're in this L'Shem Shemayim. When people are ready to go behind the scenes and to share the responsibility. Will I continue doing it even though I don't have the same title? Will I continue doing it even if I'm not, you know, the, the Rashka Bahag? I'm not the Rosh Yeshiva. Line 9. I'm not on the board. Am I going to still involve myself in the organization? Often people show great mesiris nefesh. When it's me. But when somebody else is in charge, they want me to help? Betzalo was not a leader by himself. Betzalo shared the limelight. With a haliyav ben achisamach. That's a parnas tov. That's a great leader, and that's somebody that we can learn from. Betzalo no'alios ha'ish, he was the man. Hashem chose him, and what did he do? He shared. He shared. And that's why the Gemara calls him a parnas tov, and that's the one that we can, that we can learn from as well. Okay, one more thought on the Parsha, and then we'll end with one thought on Pesach and Parsha Zachodesh. Toward the end of the Parsha, okay, we have to do, we have to do something on Parsha's Bakude as well. So, Parsha's Bakude, Paraglamites, Pasik, Lamid Base. When almost everything is said and done, Vatechel Kol Avodas Mishkano Omawed, the whole Avoda was, uh, was finished, Vayasu Bene Israel Kacholash Ratziva Shemes Moshe Kenasu. Bene Israel did everything he was supposed to do. Asks the Al Shechakadosh. What does the Pasuk say? They finished everything and they did everything they were supposed to do. Shouldn't the order be flipped? It should say, they did everything and it was finished. Why did it say, it was finished and they did everything? First describe what they did and then say the result. Vatechal. Vatechal. Why does it first say, Vatechal kol avodas mishkan o'amoed? Vatechal, like the word Vayechulu, finish. And Vayasu b'nei Yisrael. Why is it in that order? Says the Al Shachakadosh, is quoted here in the uh, the Minchas Michal, but he quotes from the Al Shachakadosh. line three, nicer print than the uh, depends which Al you have. Vitirates, Dine Yadua, it's the same part. Shachakadosh Baruch Hu Ozel Ose Mitzvah V'Yafal Pikin Ma'alaleim Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kilu Asal Levadam. Really says the Al could we accomplish anything ourselves if if Hashem wouldn't be helping us? Nothing. Hashem is always holding our hand. So really. Everything we do, we feel like it's us, but it's really not, not us. Hashem is really helping us. But you know what the chesed of Hashem is? He'll give us the credit as if we did it ourselves. Even though it was Him. Even though He helped us. He gave us the siyat of the to accomplish whatever we accomplished. But still, Hashem gives us the credit. 
Maybe that's the pshat of the pasuk. Answer number one. It was finished because basically Hashem finished it. But you know what? Hashem's going to say it's as if you did it. I know I helped you, but it was finished with my help. But I'm giving you the credit. Answer number one. And that's why he even says, it doesn't say, Vayasu kol kichol. Ilu. It's as if they didn't actually do it. Kichol ashatziv Hashem, but kaf hadimyon. Amazing. Ava bishay nirim kaosim, ela hu yisparach hayoses hakol. Number one. Here the Minchaz Michal, closer Shlomo Kluger, gives a different answer. Another answer. Shabbat patak lo dienu, shalom amru Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael did not say at that time, ho'o v'nivne beis ha-migdash, e'no nutsrichem l'chaim ha-Torah. Now we have a Migdash. So that's all. We have the, sp- the, the, the place to be spiritual. Kedusha's Migdash. We don't have to really do everything else outside the Migdash. As we said before, other religions might believe you only have to be a religious person inside the religious place of worship, but not outside. It's not what a Jew says. What does this Pasuk say? They finished the Mishkan, but guess what? They continued doing They continued doing every mitzvah that they had to do. They didn't take this as an out. Two answers why the order of the Pasuk is as it is. Okay, one final thought, which is going to get us into the Pesach mode. Again, next week, there will be a Parsha Shir, and the following week will be the, uh, the Haggadah Shir. It's a thought that Rav Asher Weiss has in, on his Sefer on Moadim. So it says in Dvarim, right, we're going to lay in Parsha's bow, but also about Karban Pesach, and Chamitz and Matzah, Osoch alav Chamitz, Shivas Yom Toch alav Matzos, Lechamoni, Vichulu, the mitzvah of Zechiris Yisiyas Mitzrayim. We know that today, tonight, every day and night of our life, we have the mitzvah of Zechiris Yisiyas Mitzrayim. Pesach night, one night a year, we have the mitzvah of Sipur. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Many differences between those two, as is discussed in many Haggadahs. But the question that Rav Asher Weiss asks here is, so why do we have this system? Why do we do it one night a year, you know, in depth, emphatically? Okay, that's the night that it started. But maybe twice a year, three times a year, or just make sure to do Zechira that day. Why do we have to do it once in depth, and once, and the rest of the time, um... Just mentioning it, he gives an unbelievable marshal. We will never be able to look at this again in the same way. Right, we are in the age of telephones. So if you ask most of us, you know, even, I'll tell you, my family member's telephone, I know my wife's number, but, but the other numbers of my siblings, I, don't, I might not know all of them by heart. I just press one thing. I press one number. I press their name. I press their number. Speed dial. Right, what speed dial? You could, it's not called speed dial anymore. Now we're ahead of, we have more than that. But you type in the number once. Once it's in the program, then all I have to do is to press one button in the future, and then all of a, all of a sudden that one button dials, right, seven numbers for me. It's pretty amazing. One time a year, we, pl- we program it. One time a year, we do it in depth. So that for the rest of the year, we could kind of just press the button once and all the numbers will pop up. And we'll try to get that feeling. We can't like, we don't want to do it every single time. It'd be too much. 
So one time a year we program. And then the rest of the time we just press, we press once. Zechira Sisius Mitzrayim. And that's supposed to hopefully give us the feeling. Again, this is taking the approach of there's not a major difference in, in purpose. But that's what he says. Machshimi telephone yesha yom chiyug mekutzar shayado bakasha sifra achas beetzem mechaykim svaro rabo v'klom mufiyot alatzag. Unbelievable, right? Kain al yidei zechiras yitzias mitzrayim kol boker va'erev choser v'neir hasipur shalel haseder v'kol ergashim analim. We're supposed to try to feel that every time we say Shema, every day and every night. That's what it's supposed to be. And then he even quotes. There's a minna quoted in the Shvus Yaakov. The Mogan Avram quotes it, and uh, Minag of hanging a piece of the Afikomen in the house for everybody to see. So what is that? He says, it's the same thing. We're supposed to take it with us. Right? It's not supposed to remain on Pesach. The whole year is supposed to be influenced by Pesach. And Pesach is supposed to be influenced by the whole year. We have Zahir Ba'alma. But one night a year... We program in the numbers. We type it in again. We get a new phone. You gotta type in all the numbers again. And in that way, we hope to regenerate that our Zahira from that day on will again be able to bring up all the numbers and give us that feeling. Okay, we'll stop here, Hashem. Again, we'll continue next week. Everybody should enjoy Chazak Chazak and the Haskalah next week, Hashem, of Sefer Vayikra.